Hello and welcome to the Next in Line podcast where we are helping to prepare you for whatever is next in line. As always, I am your host, Chance Pitts, and I'd like to thank you for tuning into this episode. Guys and gals, if you're listening to this podcast and you looked at the title of this episode, you know that something major has shifted in my schedule for this year. And that is that the KD 225 is canceled. Just 11 days before we were set to tow the start line, the major event that I had for this year got scratched. We'll get into the details of that. We'll get into the craziness around what happened and what we're doing instead here in just a second. But before we do that, I want to take care of the housekeeping and get through a few announcements. If you receive value from this episode or any other episode of the Next in Line podcast, I would ask that you share the show with like-minded individuals who could receive that same kind of value. That's the best way for us to grow, to reach a larger audience, and in effect, help more people. That's why we do what we do. That's why we started this podcast, so we can help everyday people achieve extraordinary results and do extraordinary things for that matter. But guys, also keep up with all the craziness we have, especially these events that we're going to talk about here in just a little bit by following us at at Next in Line Development on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We're active on all three platforms. We'd love to meet with you there. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, that's also a great place to reach us there. Then if you want to participate in any races or events that we have that we're announcing here on the podcast, the DM section is also the best way to get a hold of us if you're looking to do something like that. So keep that in mind, guys, as we roll through this episode. But like I said to start this off, the KD225 is no longer on the books for October 23rd. We will no longer be going to Clinton, Missouri, and we are very, very bummed out. Uh, but we'll get into that here in just a minute. Now, one thing that we do have on the schedule still that we're planning ahead for is the Brazos Bend 100 on December 2nd out in Needville, Texas at Brazos Bend State Park. We'll be out there supporting Michael Ruiz as he gets ready to knock out his first 100-mile ultramarathon. The dude is killing it in his training. He's doing amazing, and he's going to have a really good group of people around him for pacing, and for crewing out there. So I'm super excited to be part of that. Super excited to have a team going out to help them achieve this goal and then celebrate with them afterwards. Um, but with that said, like I mentioned earlier, if you want to come run any of those races, I believe the shortest distance is a uh, half marathon that weekend, then come out. Come be part of the crew. Come let us know. We'll be happy to support you as well. But that's the only thing that we have currently on the books besides a little bit of a pivot, but we'll talk about that here in a second as we dive into this podcast. First and foremost, holy crap. I was getting ready for a golf tournament this week at work. Our company hosts this annual golf tournament, and it was Friday that we were doing this golf tournament. So Thursday afternoon, we were packing in all kinds of stuff, setting up some different items and areas at the local golf course, getting ready for the big annual golf tournament. And as I helped my boss carry in the last boxes, he shook his hand, or we shook our, each other's hands, I should say, and he left, and I ran to the bathroom real quick to, to use the restroom before my 
hour and probably 20 minute home drive with the traffic. And as I enter the bathroom, my phone goes off and I look down and it's ultra sign up. It's an email from ultra sign up. And for anyone that doesn't know, ultra sign up hands handles all of the registrations and all of the entries for signing up for any of these ultra marathons. So typically right before the race, you'll get an email that comes through from the race directors saying, Hey, we're excited to have you. Here's the tracking information. Here's some day before information. Here's some travel arrangement plans that you should have and some news that you might want about the race. And so looking down, I didn't think much of it until I really started to read. And when I did, I saw that the Missouri Department of Natural Resources had pulled the permit for the race, stating that it was incorrectly issued for overnight use. It was only a day use permit, and therefore, our ultramarathon could not happen. I didn't know what to feel. I had so many different emotions going on in my head. I was frustrated. I was I was pissed. I was downright angry. So many hours spent out on the trails. I took a day off for my longest training run. So many just evenings and weekends that I was away from my family for these long, long runs. So many friends invited me to do things. So many other opportunities presented themselves into my life. And I turned them all down because I was training for what would be this hopefully life-changing event for me that would really take my ultra running and my personal development to a whole new level. So yeah, I was pissed. Then I was a little bit sad. A little bit, honestly, I, I felt a little sorry and I felt a little bit of shame because I had asked all of these people to come support me and to be part of this amazing event. And I had people that were going out there to crew me and follow me for the whole 225 miles. I had people that were going out there to help pace me and were planning on spending 50 to 60 miles on the Katy Trail with me. And they had committed. Some of them had already bought flights. We'd already booked an Airbnb. There was all kinds of financial investment and time investment, all the days that people had scheduled off. It changed everything, all by reading this one email. So I was pissed. I was a little bit ashamed, a little bit sad. But also, further than that, I was a little bit down because, you know, there's some cool, cool people, some really good people I was going to get to go out there and race with. You know, Dan that we had on the podcast, Todd that we were able to race Habanero with out there, and we've mentioned a few times on the podcast, Paula who we know from around the San Antonio area, we got to race Ricochet's Riot with her. We're going to be out there sharing the trail with, with all of them, 
and making a whole new set of connections and friends in this ultra-running world. And now that's all just washed away. And over the next few days following that, I just felt kind of lost and kind of purposeless. And even though we have registered for an alternative event, it's still not the same. I'm still not getting that sense of a journey, if you will. Sense of a a path that you just are traveling down towards this huge goal and this guaranteed challenge in front of you of knowing exactly what it is that you face but not knowing if you have what it takes to do it but believing that you can achieve whatever you set out to do. That's kind of been taken away. And yes, there's other races. Yes, there's other events. There's other opportunities for these things and for these challenges. But this one was mine. This one was the one where I was going to go and prove to myself and everyone else that I was capable of doing exactly what I promised that I could do. And I'd lost it. And it's frustrating. The reason why it happened, just playing devil's advocate, according to the Department of Natural Resources, is that the landowners around the trail gave rights to the easement or the trail being built with the stipulation that it was day use only. They didn't want a lot of foot traffic. They didn't want a lot of issues, a lot of noise, a lot of people on the trail at night. They wanted their peace. And that's understandable. I get that. It's no problem. But the DNR, the Missouri DNR, stated that the permit was never said to be overnight. There was never any clear communication that the race would be going overnight. And that even though someone who's familiar with ultramarathons could easily tell what our plan was and what was going to happen, the individual who handled the permit wasn't a person familiar with that and therefore issued the permit on a day use only. And because of that, we couldn't have the race. Now, on the other side, the race directors, Ultraverse Supplements, said that they were very clear of their intentions the entire time. And this isn't their first rodeo. You know, they've put on some phenomenal races that I really want to do. That's why I wanted to do this race. And this is in no way a bash on them. This is in no way anything bad to them because... They've handled races just like this. The Cowboy 200 follows the same exact style of rail trail and the same issues with permitting, the same issues with everything. So, to me, I it's just an unfortunate event. I don't think it's on the race directors. I think that they did their best to make it right, honestly, offering 150% race credit, offering other opportunities and and really just genuinely being good about it. And I'll tell you right now, I 
100% believe that I will sign up or my dad or those around me will be signing up for these races, especially one that they have coming next year uh, that they discussed up in Colorado. It sounds amazing. So absolutely no ill will or bad feelings towards them, but just for the way everything went down, God, it sucks. Man, I know there's a lot of us that were disappointed. And still even sitting here days later just kind of shocks me and it's kind of all. I mean, I took a screenshot of that email and sent it to everyone on my crew, everyone that's close to me, everyone that I had been talking about this race and just telling how excited I was for this opportunity to go out here and do this massive challenge. And... Here we are. Things just didn't go the way they were supposed to. But, like Jocko Willink says, if you aren't familiar with Jocko, he's a retired Navy SEAL. He does leadership trainings. He's got great books out there. His two books are... uh, Extreme Ownership and the Dichotomy of Leadership. You should really read those if you haven't. But besides that, he hosts a podcast. And one of the things he talks about on his podcast is the concept of good. He tells a story of how one of his men came up to him and he would always tell him the problems they had going on. And he would always respond with good. And one day the soldier came up and started listing off problems again. And he goes, but I know what you're going to say. You're just going to say good. And Jocko said, yeah. And the soldier basically asked him why he said good. And he started listing everything good that comes with something not going your way. And I really tried to understand and embrace that concept of good through this situation. See, the way he explains it is, You didn't get the new gear that you wanted. Good. You didn't get the mission that you wanted. Good. You have more opportunity to go train and really hone in your skills and get better so that you're ready for the next one. And that's just a small example to tell you how I am trying to look at this crazy, crazy situation. But I remember back... Whenever I first signed up for this, Trail Racing Over Texas had announced a race that I'd been waiting on for a long time. And when I saw it was announced, I was very, very excited. And my excitement was quickly extinguished because it aligned directly on the same weekend as my 225-mile ultramarathon that I was planning to run. So embracing that concept of good, I looked at this race. I really studied, worked on the logistics, asked a few people, thought about it because we had options. We could have still went and ran the Katy Trail solo, unsupported. Or we could have went and found another race out of state, maybe a hundred miler or, or something else. There was plenty of race directors, great people that had come in on that group and said, hey, it's unfortunate what you've done, what your situation is, so we'll offer you 50% off of this race. 
or 50% off of this race if y'all want to do that instead this weekend. So there was options. There was opportunity to do something different. But like I said, this is one of those situations where this is what I had wanted to run this race as well. It's just a different style of race that I wasn't fully prepared for. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the training, I'm going to take those hours, I'm going to take all that time on my feet, all the things I learned, everything I did and put myself through, through the last several, several months, and I'm going to take all of that with me to Cat Spring, Texas on October 21st, and I'm going to run the Big Tex Backyard Ultra. And the coolest thing about this is it's not just about me. There's six of us going because every single last person that was going to Missouri to help crew or to help pace decided to come crew and or sign up to compete in this last man standing backyard ultra in Cat Spring this weekend. So in total, there is six of us that are going to be running this race. And for those of y'all that don't know what a backyard ultra is, let me break it down for you. What this looks like is every hour on the hour, they start a new yard. A yard is 4.17 miles, according to the Trail Racing Over Texas website. Um, But every hour on the hour, you run a 4.17 mile loop. And you have to be ready to go on the starting line when the hour rolls over again to start your next lap. That means that you've got to hold a 14, just south of 14 and a half minute mile pace for these laps to get back and to start your next one. But what that means is you have an hour to run, to refuel, to get whatever supplies you need, to check into camp, to sit down and sleep, to rest, to shower, whatever it is that you want to do, change your shoes, socks, and then be back on the line to go again. And if you're not back on the line at that hour mark, you're out. And for this reason, it's a last man standing race. You run that same 4.17 mile loop every hour on the hour until there's only one person left. Currently, there's about 86 people signed up for this race. There's some very talented people. Hell, in the group we're bringing, there's some people that are just about as hard-headed as I am, and a few of them are probably just as trained up, if not more trained up than I am. So I'm excited. This is going to be a challenge. This is going to be crazy different. It's not what I expected to be in right now. It's not what I expected to be doing. But I feel like there's a reason Katie was canceled. I feel like there's a reason this race was right in front of my face. And there's a reason all of these individuals are coming together in our group to compete and to push each other to go one more 
lap. And it excites me. Man, it does. I'd be lying if I told you I still wasn't a little bit bummed. Man, the idea of running 225 miles non-repeated across the state on a journey, on this pilgrimage, if you will, towards this huge goal. And just the stories that would have came from that. The change of scenery, the opportunity... And the friendships that would have been further solidified and that would have been created from that trip would have been just amazing. But I've been wanting to do one of these backyard ultras for a long time. I wanted to test myself against everyone else. And a couple cool logistic things about this is the loop can change just a little bit, but it'll be either a solid out and back, it'll be a lollipop style, so out and into a loop and back down the same way, or it'll be a true loop style. And they could change that as it gets into the darkness, as you get late, late into the evening. But the race literally goes on until there's one person left. And the format is set up to where if you follow that pace, You'll be on pace to run 100 miles in 24 hours, which is a pretty stout goal. It's kind of crazy, guys. It's crazy to think about. We're going to be competing in that. We're going to go out and we're going to beat our head against the rock and we're going to just run the same course over and over and over and over. We're going to toe the line again and again. And there's some talented, talented individuals out there, like I said. I saw several names in the field that I recognize. And some of these individuals have run almost a 100 ultras. Some of them have been competitive on a large national scale for races further than 100 miles, like the Tahoe 200. So if there was ever an opportunity for me to get out and really test what I'm capable of and really push myself, this is it. And though I'm not prepared for this style of race, I was prepared to go a bit slower and have some opportunity for rest and still be competitive even with all of that. Even though all of that's different, the nutrition's different, the logistics are different, the amount of sleep's going to be different, I still can't help but be excited for the opportunity to do something truly challenging and to go up against some very, very talented opponents. So that's it, guys. That's the race. That's the one I'm going to do. We'll be out there in numbers. I'm excited. I'm excited to share that with you on our Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Make sure you give us a follow if you want to keep up with that. We'll be on the stories. We might even be live a little bit. But rather than going to Clinton, Missouri on October 23rd, we'll be in Cat Spring, Texas at 7IL Ranch for the Big Tex Backyard Ultra. It's October 21st, starts on Saturday at 7 a.m.
Oh, man. It's crazy. It really, really is crazy. But I think there's also a few lessons we can take out of this. And I'll be brief. I don't want to tie you up all day. But the lessons that I'll share with y'all guys is that it's not our plan. Never was. There's an old saying that if you want to see God laugh, tell him your plan. And man, I can't help but feel like I was just slapped in the face with that. (laughs) And it's okay. That's why you have to be ready for anything. That's why you always got to be on your toes. And that's okay. You know, there's several situations in life and there's several circumstances that each and every one of us has faced something way more serious than a canceled ultramarathon. And we had to figure out where this fit into our plan or even if it did anymore and we had to completely readjust what our lives were. Some of those are very, very negative and stressful things, but some of them are even positive events. You know, the negatives could be a sudden death in the family. It could be the loss of a job. It could be a broken down vehicle. It could be a a broken washing machine or a fridge. It could be something that small. The positives could be, you know, a little two and a half month old baby hollering her head off just a minute ago before I started this podcast. It could be a new opportunity that you didn't think you would get or, or had no expectation around getting dropped in your lap and you having no other logical choice but to say yes to this great promotion or this great job or or this great home or, or car or whatever it is that, that came into your life. It can certainly change your plans. So what you have to do, the second lesson learned, pivot. You have to change. You have to find a new course You have to figure out what it is that you're trying to do, where your goals have gone, where your priorities have shifted to, and just adjust accordingly. You know, I might have done some things different in my training, getting ready for this last man standing race as opposed to a 200 plus mile race, but the good thing is I've had a lot of time on my feet. I've experienced a lot of things. I've done a lot of training that can be pretty geared towards what I'm setting out to do and the race that I'm going to want to run here this coming weekend. And it's kind of interesting to see the small benefits in pivoting and not having to go to Missouri, not having to drag all those people out there, having to handle the logistics, make sure we go pick people up from the airport, make sure there's no issues with the Airbnb, make sure that we find the starting line and we get ourselves checked in ahead of time and handle all of our stuff. And we don't have car issues on a 10 to 15 hour drive and don't have to deal with, with a two and a half month old, uh, potentially being very upset the entire drive and, and little things like that. It's also a much less of a monetary investment to go to cat spring versus going to Missouri. So there's good in the pivoting. But guys, the very last lessons learned that I want to share with you is that it pays to surround yourself with the right people. I sent out that message and that screenshot to everyone 
that was involved about the race changing. Everyone knew how devastated I must have been, how pissed, how sad, how depressed, how down, blue, whatever you want to call it, I was. And all of them called me, texted me, reached out, asked if there's anything they could do, asked what the plan was, where we were going next. They didn't look for the opt-out. They didn't look for the easy path out of the situation. They already had their heads on. They knew what we were doing. They knew we were going to attack something else. And and if I wouldn't have gone and tried to attack something else, they would have pushed my ass to do it. <laughs> and that's because I've got the right people around me. I've got great individuals who come together to form an even better team. And it's amazing. I am truly blessed. And now I get to share the trail for a lot of miles with some great people. And I get to compete against some great individuals, some of which that talk a little more smack than others, but we'll let it slide. Man. Blessed is an understatement. Genuinely, I I am so fortunate to have these people around me. And I hope that each and every one of you uses that as a little bit of a reminder to make sure that you've got the right people on your team, that you're surrounding yourself and that you're building a network of individuals that can come together for a bigger purpose, to be more than what you are when you stand alone. Because that's what I've been fortunate enough to do. I've been fortunate enough to constantly expand that network. And it reaches further and further out every single time. And it's amazing. And I'm just extremely lucky. But that's all I got for y'all today, guys. Updates to the craziness in our life. The plans that aren't my plans. There's something bigger. There's a lot more going on. And a few lessons learned that we were able to take from that. And I hope this podcast served you. I hope our message today did something for you. And if it did, I hope that you share the show. I hope that you pass this on to somebody who can do something with the same message that we put out to you and that you've heard today. And I hope that you follow us on social media. That way you can keep up with the craziness, see some of these race updates, and maybe just get motivated or inspired to go take on some big things in your life, whatever that may be. But guys, like I said, that's all I got. Thanks for tuning in and always be prepared for whatever is next in line.